Trigger warning, today's episode contains strong language and speak of abortion. Listener discretion is advised. On today's episode, we'd like to thank Pods R Us for spotlighting us on their Instagram. Follow them at pods.r.us on Instagram. They update weekly with the Top 10 podcasts. Welcome aboard. We're glad to this podcast. The seatbelt sign is on. It's going to be a rough ride. different day we moved on to bourbon just kidding it's the same day (laughs) (laughs) we figure we'd get two out of the way uh so we're just gonna do the quick turn so welcome to the quick turn and so you've never listened to a quick turn i don't think so so it's basically just news sweet we leave the hot topic for another day although this one will be a hot topic for you (laughs) i have a feeling okay i'm excited well not the last the last article not so the first one is from Paddle Your Own Canoe, and it's Alaska Airlines threatens to close crew bases in California after losing a lawsuit that gives flight attendants generous meal breaks. Mm. So I don't know if you, I mean, you know that mm. Alaska bought out Virgin America. Yeah. Okay. So Alaska Airlines has told flight attendants that it might close crew bases across California after the carrier lost an appeal against a lawsuit that gives flight attendants in the state generous meal break guarantees in a series of webcasts to explain the outcome of the lawsuit alaska airlines told staffers that closing crew bases was a worst case scenario but remain an option as the airline looks for a way to comply with california employee break rules under the provisions of california california's labor code employees who work more than five hours are granted an interrupted 30 minute meal break 30-minute meal break. A second break... For every five hours. So Yeah, so more than five hours. A second break is required for employees who work more than 10 hours. <coughs> Excuse me. And transportation workers are entitled to an additional 10-minute break for every four hours at work. I know you said the last one was going to be a hot topic for me, but this one's going to be a hot topic too. Yes, but like the last one, I know you're very passionate about. Okay, well, also passionate about this because fuck the capitalism. Right. Um, meal breaks should be a thing. We're human beings, not robots. Right. We should have the opportunity to eat when working 10-hour days. I mean, I always say I'm taking my union break now. I mean, yes, but they're not contractually guaranteed. Right. We just say it as a joke. Exactly. So Alaska can catch these hands because that's absurd. Right. So the rules are far more generous than federal regulations that generally govern work and break re- break rules for flight attendants and pilots. For reference, as a side note, we don't get breaks. We don't. We don't get breaks. We work a flight. They clean the plane. That's mm, maybe. maybe a break, but like, do you go to the bathroom? Do you have a snack? Don't know because it only lasts five minutes and then you work again. So exactly. like breaks don't exist and exactly. we work up to 16 hour days. Exactly. <sighs> 
so the case came oh sorry the rules are um airlines have warmed not warmed because they're not they get real toasty in the summer (laughs) (laughs) airlines have warned that airfares will have to rise if they are made to comply with local state laws that govern employee breaks because they need to employ more air crew or their ceos could just take a tiny pay cut and just give your crews a break and don't fly them as much you have enough crews Mm. for the most part Mm. even if they didn't they could still make it work they can still make it work People deserve to eat. Yep. The case came about after a group of flight attendants at Virgin America bought a loss or brought a loss. <laughs> they bought that lawsuit, baby. <laughs> so the case came about after a group of flight attendants at Virgin America brought a lawsuit accusing the airline of breaking California's meal break rules. When Alaska Airlines acquired Virgin America, it became a co-defendant and it continued to fight to um, and it continued to fly, to fight the lawsuit. Second question, why is California the only one with these rules? I don't know. Just throwing that out there. I know, right? Continue. Yeah. Despite the airline's best efforts, lawyers acting on behalf of Alaska Airlines failed to convince a San Francisco appeals court that sided with the flight attendants and ordered Alaska to comply with California labor laws. I think, I mean, like, it's the labor laws, and it goes by, it varies by state. But yeah. I know, but, like, labor laws should be... Labor laws. Equal, yeah. Like, mm, just throwing that out there. Yeah. Alaska appealed the decision to the Supreme Court, but the highest court in the land turned out the appeal last application last month. The decision only applies to flight attendants who are based in California. So closing crew bases across the state would be one way to avoid the provisions of the labor code without withdrawing service from the state. Which, to be clear, means that they are going to disrupt their operation in order to specifically not give people a 30 minute break on 16 hour days to eat and consume food slash fuel to continue honestly making their bodies move it would literally be an hour like two 30 minute breaks plus like one 10 minute break and honestly like you can make it ground time yeah do a deep clean during that time because heads up they don't clean the planes as well as you think they do not anymore anyone Anyway. No one does. No one does. <laughs> Doesn't matter what airline. So, like, they could do a deep clean and right. call it a customer-based initiative. Exactly. But they don't want to. So The flight attendant union has slammed Alaska Airlines for, suggest- for the suggestion that it could shutter bases in California, saying such dire warnings aren't necessary. Quote, in our opinion, it is extremely premature and necessarily an anxiety-provoking of management to suggest that downsizing or closing California domiciles is anything but a worst-case scenario. The Association of Flight Attendants told its member, Alaska Airlines says it's still carefully evaluating how to ba- balance California law with the federal rules that cover crew duties. So, I mean, there's so many ways for airlines to give us a break. Yeah. I mean, we have, you know, we, we hate this, we hate this, absolutely hate this, like having a sit between our trips, our flights, because it just elongates my life. Our duty day. Our duty day. But at the same time, it would be nice to have a dedicated time where we can get off the right. plane. I think there's a difference between a three-hour sit in the middle of your 12-hour duty day mm-hmm. and a 30-minute break so that you're able to get off the plane and get some food. Right. It's like, it's a difference, like... Give me 30 pure minutes of me going to B 
being able to go get food. Right. Being able or, to go to or go to the bathroom in a real bathroom. Bless you. Many bless you. Thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, no, there's a lot of options. And don't get me wrong, I understand that from a corporate perspective, planes don't make money when they're on the ground. But at the same time, you can't retain your employees. So you the have to is, do something. It's like, I well, I do hate switching planes in a day. Oh, God, yeah. They could literally have flights leaving every other hour, essentially, and have crews go from one one plane to another, giving that crew time Like a rotation. Right, to be able to eat. Yeah. Or even if they didn't, like I said, clean the planes. Like, deep clean. Right. Deep clean the planes, please. Right, exactly. Please. Just clean them. Any, any of the above options. There's a ton of options, and I don't feel sorry for Alaska. And, sorry, you can't convince me that people don't deserve time to eat within 16 hours of working. You cannot convince me otherwise. And the crew meals that they provide are not... They get crew meals? They're nutritious. Like, maybe not not just them, just like... Oh. If, 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 (laughs) if... For the record, we don't get crew meals. That's not a thing. If they get crew meals, it's like a snack box. Oh. Yeah, we don't get those. <laughs> we're not we're not even allowed to eat the snack boxes. Like <laughs> right. maybe some Pringles in sixteen hours. Like, <laughs> it's like here, I brought you gummies. But don't pass out. Right. Because then you're not fit to fly. Exactly. And then you get points. Yeah, don't forget you get disciplined for <laughs> literally being unconscious. Exactly. Don't I know you said the last one was going to be a hot topic for me, so, like, I'm so curious because we started off really pretty hot. out the gate. I'm hot. <laughs> okay, so this is from CNN.com. The world's best airlines for 2022. Mm. By AirlinesDating.com. By AirlinesDating? Rating. Oh, I heard dating. I was like, interesting. I mean, do you want to date an airline? I mean, no. God forbid. <laughs> I have enough of this shit. <laughs> It's been an unusual couple of years for the aviation industry after months of pandemic-related groundings. Understatement of the year. Right. Travels return not with a bang, but with a bit of a whimper. (laughs) (laughs) As many global airlines and airports struggle with cancellations and delays. In the midst of this chaotic season of travel, Australia-based aviation safety and product rating agency airline dating rate. Sorry. Airlineratings.com has released its annual roundup of the world's best airlines. I just want to point out, it was a whimper, not a moan. (laughs) There is a difference. Nabbing at the top spot for the second year in a row. Who do you think this? Hmm. It's, this is worldwide. You said second? Second year in a row. Oh, second year, but top spot. Mm-hmm. Lufthansa? No. No? Qatar. Mm. So it says, airlineratings.com stating this carrier's commitment to flying over the past couple of years was the deciding factor. Qatar Airways also won the Excellence in Long Haul Middle East and Africa Award. Qatar Airways' decision to remain operating through the pandemic meant it became the world's largest international airline and posted a huge profit. I wonder how their crew quality of life is. I don't know. The only This is the only major airline to do so, said Thomas, or Jeffrey Thomas, editor-in-chief of AirlineRatings.com. 
So as well as profitability, airlineratings.com says its team of editors also asks each airline's fleet age, environmental, and safety credentials, as well as passenger reviews and product offerings. Notice none of that had anything to do with employee input. Nothing at all. Hot on the heels of Qatar Airways is New Zealand. Mm. And Air, oh sorry, Air, like Air New Zealand? Air New Zealand, yeah. Uh, an airline that's topped airlines ratings list six times in the recent years. And last year also came out in that number, it came out in number two. For 2022, Air New Zealand was also recognized by airlinesrating.com as the carrier with the best premium economy and economy options and the best option for long-haul travel in the Pacific. Pacific. Because <laughs> she's bilingual. Bilingual. Pacific region. <laughs> there. Do we have benefits on that? Um, I think, no. Mm, I it's a say, shame. I know, right? Because I want to go visit my friend in New Zealand. Do you see what I'm doing over here? <laughs> What's happening? I'm trying to dunk on my taco. <laughs> your taco and your bourbon. Don't. Don't. <laughs> anyway, number three. Number three. Do you, do you, do you want to take a guess? No, I'm bad at guessing guess. Okay, how do you say this? At, how do you say this? Etihad? It's Todd? Etihad? Is that what you say? Mm, that was that a terrifying like sound. I <laughs> thought we were getting burgled. <laughs> that sounded very close. It did. Anyway. Right. So, Etihad? Sure. Sure. Airways, the UAE-based airline, was also awarded the accolade for Environmental Airline of the Year due to what Thomas said was a benchmark commitment to cutting emissions. Okay. I'm here for that. Saving the turtles, you know. Right. It's a big thing for me. It is. I don't give people straws unless they explicitly ask on the plane. Right. I'm trying really hard. You are trying. The number four airline is? None of these are going to be USA-based airlines. I would put money on that. Maybe. I don't know. I haven't gotten there. <laughs> well, top five, we're not there. <laughs> no, we're not there. See? Told you. Anyway. Um, Yay, so, capitalism. But. Sorry. <laughs> I feel like you could get this one, seeing that you love this type of music so much. Uh, Korean? Yeah. Air? Mm-hmm. For the record, I don't love this type of music. I like BTS, but <laughs> continue. I mean, I mean, it was a way to get you to... It was. I, I guess the right answer, at least. Which also won the Cargo Airline of the Year and Excellence in Long Haul Asian Awards, while Singapore Airlines, winner of the Best First Class and Best Lounges, rounds out the top five. Rating, I'm sorry, AirlinesRating.com also highlights the top budget airlines for 2022. Although these low-cost carriers aren't ranked, instead they are listed alphabetically. Allegiant, Air, AirAsia, EasyJet, Jetstar, Flair, which is a new airline, low-cost in uh, Canada. I apologize sincerely, but I was looking at my phone. What are we listing alphabetically? <laughs> the, um, so airlines, airlineratings.com also highlighted the top budget airlines for 2022. Okay. So this is what we're doing alphabetically. Allegiant okay. Air, AirAsia, EasyJet, Jetstar, Flair, which is a new low-cost carrier in Canada. Okay. Fly Dubai, Ryanair. Scoot. That sounds so fun. Fly, Fly Dubai. Fly Dubai. <laughs> Ryanair, Scoot, 
Southwest and via Jet Air. Doesn't everybody always give Ryanair a lot of shit? They do, but also it's, it's a low-cost carrier in Europe. Mm. So, where am I at? Thomas told CNN Travel, the results reflect the continued impact of COVID-19 on aviation, but the recent spike in delays and cancellations did not affect the ratings, the rankings. Same Same thing. The datings. Exactly, the datings. The current crisis in travel didn't play a role as it a unique event, said Thomas, who suggested current events also are largely not of the airline's making. I feel like a lot of it is the airline. Absolutely. If they hadn't tried to grow so fast, so quick. That and I don't get me wrong, I get where they're coming from. Everybody lost a shit ton of money in COVID. Right. I get it. They're trying to make it up. But the way they went about it is screwing us all, employees and passengers alike, now. Experts have suggested current problems are related to staff shortage, airport issues, labor relations, and weather. Is it me? Am I the expert? <laughs> the thing is, where is corporate in this? No one. Where is this list? Like, where, where is corporate in this list? Mm-mm. They have, they're innocent and all. No this. responsibility. At all. They don't make the decisions. No. No. Your flight attendants decide. Exactly. When and when they will fly. Yeah. Anyway. Obviously. Hello? Overall, that was Thomas, sarcasm. <laughs> in case you didn't notice. Overall, Thomas sees these rankings as a positive take on the travel industry today. <laughs> it ended on such a high note. The results highlight the very high standard of offering for travelers, he said. So this is the uh, top 20. So we have Qatar at 1, Air New Zealand at 2, Etihad at 3, Korean at 4, Singapore at 5, Qantas is six. Virgin Australia is seven. Eva Air is eight. Turkish Airlines nine. All Nippon Airways at ten. Is that an airplane? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Cathay Pacific Airways. Pacific. Pacific. <laughs> Airways at eleven. Virgin Atlantic at twelve. I love Virgin Atlantic. I've never flown them, but I really want. Japan Airlines at 13. JetBlue at 14. For the record, it took 14 to, for a US to get to anyone domestic that is probably listening to this right now. Uh, actually, we have a huge following in the UK. Oh, just kidding. Yay for you guys. <laughs> Finnair is at 15. Emirates is 16. Hawaiian is 17. Air France slash KLM is 18. This is going to be slightly off topic and I apologize in advance mm-hmm. about Hawaiian. Let me finish. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. One. Finish the list. Remind Alaska, me. Alaska Airlines is 19 and British Airways is 20. Interesting. I wouldn't have expected Alaska to make the list. Anyway, so back to Hawaii. Back to Hawaiian. I know that their service and as far as I know their like employment standards are great. Sounds like they have a great time. I don't think that I, as, like, a human, could contribute to, like, the tourism industry of Hawaii right now. Right. Like, I would feel so guilty. Right. And it feels 
icky. Like I have a cousin that lives in Hawaii. So if I went, I wouldn't have to stay in a hotel or do any of those things. And I still feel like I can't go right now. And I don't get people that don't understand that. That's just a tangent, but had to throw it out there. No, I know. But the airline itself, hear nothing but great things. Right. But I think that's why, like, I've flown them a couple of times, and they're really nice to us. But going to Hawaii right now, like, it it just shouldn't be. Yeah. Like, we've taken so many. Like, the U.S. and USA in general has taken so many from so many different cultures already. But if people, like, and like I said, my cousin lives there, and she, before that, lived in Australia. Mm -hmm. Um, But she lives there, and she has been educating herself on, like, the role that she plays in that, and, like, she doesn't feel like she belongs there either. And, like, when that many Native people are telling you, and she's told me about the things, like, with the water and the Navy spill and, like, all of that, like, they literally had to, like, collect rainwater to shower like, it's disgusting. Yeah. And I don't think that as it should, it, a flight attendant, I could contribute to that at all. No, no. I don't think I could. No. That was a tangent. Sorry. Yeah. Moving on. Fine, fine. Hey, this is Matthew Thomas from a super cool radio. And you are listening to the Flight Attendant Podcast. Enjoy. I'm going to hit your very, very hot topic. I'm so curious as to what this is. You're going to be like, okay, so. Let me put my drink down because I don't know if I'm going to have, like, you, you, a reaction. <laughs> a reaction, I promise you. So this is from APnews.com. Fire Southwest flight attendant wins $5.1 million in the verdict. Ta-da-da. This is from Dallas. I just want $5.1 million. Me too, though. <laughs> a former Southwest Airlines flight attendant who was fired after sparring with her union president over abortion and other issues won a 5.1 million jury verdict against the airline and the union. Pause. When we say sparring, do we mean like, like my sister does martial arts. So when you say sparring, I think like actual like hands are thrown. Is this like a metaphorical sparring? Metaphorical. Okay, cool. Continue. (laughs) I'm still here for it. Just clarifying. A jury in federal district court in Dallas handed down the verdict on Thursday. If it stands, Charlene Carter could collect $4.15 million from Southwest and $950 million. I'm sorry. No, nope, that's too much. Thousand. Yeah, thousand. $950,000 from local... Arms. Arms. Um, and from Southwest and five and nine hundred and fifty hundred from local five five six of the Transport Workers Union, mostly in punitive damages. Southwest said Friday that it quote has demonstrated history of supporting our employees' rights to express their opinions when done in a respectful manner. It plans to appeal. A lawyer for the union said jurors might have un- misunderstood the judge's instruction. And it also plans to appeal. I don't know where this stands yet. I'm literally reading this with you, so let's wait till we end. I'm trying to be patient. Really hard. I know you can see my face, and it looks very impatient, and I want to ask questions, but just keep going. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't have the answers for you, so it might be answers. <laughs> just keep reading and let me know when that's all we have. <laughs> Carter alleged she was fired in March 2017 after complaining to the union president about a about flight attendants going to march in Washington, D.C., where more than 500 
thousand people protested President Donald Trump's position on abortion and other issues. Carter, who clashed with the union for years over the issues, believed Jews were paying for an anti-abortion pro- pro- protest. <clears throat> That's it. That's literally it. I thought it was going to be longer. Okay, so from what I gather... Oh, wait, no, wait, hold on. There's more. There's okay, more. okay. <laughs> 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 I'm like, that can't be it. Okay. There was just a lot of, a lot of... Ads. Ads. <laughs> Carter sent a series of Facebook messages, some containing videos of purported aborted fetuses to Audrey Stone, who was president of the union at the time, she called Stone despicable and said she would be voted out of office. Wait, I'm sorry. The flight attendant that's seeking damages for being fired. Yes. Sent. Fetuses. Wait, hold on. Okay. Wait. Carter, Carter sent a series of Facebook messages, some containing, some containing videos of purport, purported. Purported, yeah. Aborted fetuses to Audrey Stone who was the president of the union at the time. So was she so mad that the union was pro-abortion? I have no idea. Let's continue. Okay, okay, sorry. Sorry. Carter had clashed with the union for a um, for according to court documents, the airlines hey. Hold on. <laughs> what is happening here? There's like words. <laughs> no, I know, but words and arms. That's not what I wanted. It just like it says four, and then it just like cuts off. Okay. Um, I'm just gonna power through. Power through. Okay. So they would be voted out of office, according to court documents. The airline said it fired Carter because posts on her Facebook page in which she could be identified as a Southwest employee were highly offensive and that her private messages to Stone were harassing. Harassing? Harassing. Harassing. The airline said she violated company policies on bullying and use of social media. The jury said Southwest unlawfully discriminated against Carter because of her sincerely held religious beliefs. Oh, <laughs> this is not where I thought it was going. I thought it was going the other way. Yeah, too. same. Carter, a 20-year veteran of Southwest, said the union did not fairly represent her and retaliated against her for expressing her views. Her lead attorney came to the National Right to Work Committee, which campaigns against compulsory unionment. <laughs> which campaigns against compulsory union membership. And I think that's it. Okay, so actually what happened is she is anti-abortion and she got fired for harassing someone with videos slash images of fetuses. Right. And she's crying. Correct. You got that right. Okay, well, for the record, um, bitch can take a seat. Sorry. No, you're fine. I'm not sorry, actually. I know. Um... (laughs) I know. But I'm here for you. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so, as we know, mm, okay, I'm going to preface this with saying I am clearly biased on this subject. Right. And I knew this was going to be a hot topic. Right. However, I will say that any airline has a very strict 
social media policy. Mm-hmm. It is very strict. You really cannot post anything in uniform. You cannot post anything associating yourself with the airline, basically. Right. Without risk of disciplinary action. So if she... Right, exactly. Like, anything that's linked to you that gets linked back to the company, done. So it doesn't really matter what the company said if she posted things that were politically charged because we can't wear political pins. We cannot wear anything with a political affiliation. We cannot have bag tags that present a political affiliation. Nothing of that nature. So if she did any of those things, sorry, hon, but you were well within your right to be fired. Exactly. And I'm kind of pissed that a jury says that she gets money for it because that is bullshit. The the way the things, the government is going right now, everything. Well, yeah, that's bullshit too. And I think that's part of it too. So like, I get it. I I don't get it. I understand why the government is granting her the five point one million, but I don't understand why. I de- I definitely don't understand why because well mm, mm, that's I mean, why okay no, no no I like I understand the whole reasoning behind it. I understand it in the sense that our government is a complete and utter failure, right? <laughs> and that's on par for them. Yeah. However. Per the social media policy of any given airline. Especially when this was back in 2017. Right. Because everything that just happened happened this year. Right. In 2022. So she was well within her right to be fired. Exactly. And deserved zero money. Exactly. And also, I hope you can't sleep at night for harassing people with images of fetuses. Right. Because, <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Mm. That's, yeah. So really, that's all you have to say? I have more, but I feel like... I mean... I feel like things should not necessarily be linked back to me. That's very true. You know, it's wrong, period. Like, it, it's fucked I mean, up. I feel like people should just... While I feel like... I feel like my opinion is very unpopular, especially with religious people. Do you want to share that opinion? So, I don't think that abortion should be used as a form of birth control control. right absolutely like that's my biggest thing and when i have this conversation with my mom she's like well then they shouldn't have sex and i was like i totally get that if you're an adult you know the consequences and that's where and and that's where my position lies like you are an adult or you know like you're an adult or you decide to make this decision to have sex to take the risks Right. I mean, in theory, I get that stance, but also as an assault survivor, like no, I no. got lucky. No, no, no. But no, no. Like that's not. You know even, what I'm saying? That's not even part of it, though. Like my my stance is like, if you are a consenting person, you are understanding the risks of having intercourse mm-hmm. and getting pregnant. Those are your risks. If you end up pregnant because you, as a consenting adult with your or a consenting person with your partner, decided to have sex and risk getting pregnant, you should not use abortion as a method of birth control. Now, completely agree. If you were a victim of sexual assault, a victim of incest, a victim of anything, or even if you if you know that the risks that you took in getting pregnant and you yourself are at a health risk of 
you know, of the pregnancy and mm-hmm. basically dying, then there's like a difference. Like, I don't think that a rape victim should have to bring a baby to term or a fetus to term. Right. Because it wasn't their choice to get raped. Right? Of course. And that's where, and like, that's where, like, my opinion is very unpopular to a lot of people because they're like, well, like, what if, like, the government doesn't offer XYZ? And I was like, I don't Which it doesn't at this point. There's like, there's, but there, but there's like, there's programs to teach you. Mm -hmm. There's, you know, mind you, like, public education in the States. Right. Then there's that aspect. Yeah. The access to said education is very limited. Like, like I feel like that part of education should fall within the parents. Like, you need to teach. Like, you know, it's just, it's, 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 it's a bigger. It's a very complex issue. It's a very complex. And there's no denying that. And if you, and if you as an adult are aware of the risks of having intercourse and ending up being pregnant, you should not be allowed to use abortion as a method of birth control. And I totally get that stance. I do. At the same time, the majority of people who have abortions are not using it as regular birth control. But that's what I'm saying. Like, if... Like, that's that's the thing. Like, if you are aware of the risks right. of having unprotected sex, or even... But also protected, protected sex or that fails. Sex. Right. But you know the risks. Of that, if you know the risks. I'm not saying right. if you don't know the risks. Because, like, a lot of children don't, like, you know, teenagers, yeah. preteens, don't understand the risks right. of that. That's a completely different story. If you are a person of mindful awareness of the full risks of having sexual intercourse, whether it is protected or unprotected, mm-hmm. you should not be able to use abortion as a birth control. I think that, like, statistically, the instances of that are so minimal. Like, there's, like, I don't think that there's a large portion of the population that's like, I'm just going to go have sex when I want to, and if I get knocked up, I'm just going to go have an abortion. Like, nobody, like, seeks that out as their well, first no. option. No, no, if they don't. But they, but they know that it is an option. Absolutely. But also, I don't think that, like necessarily like denying people that aspect of humanity like I don't think you should have to trade one for the other like I don't think that you should have to like be abstinent well no of course not in the sense of that right but like birth control fails but you should be able but that's the thing like you if you're taking birth control and you know that it could fail Mm -hmm. abortion should not be an out just because your birth control failed you like you took the risk even though you took, even though you took the measurements to prevent it, you also knew the risks of it. I see what you're saying, and like I get, I, I do get that stance. But I think that in like today's current climate, for multiple reasons, that the pros outweighs the con like so aggressively right. that like I personally like I don't really have an option other than to be. That's, flat out pro-abortion. I mean, at the end of the day, it's your body, it's your decision. Right. I'm not pro either because I, like I, like I said, I feel like my opinion is very unpopular mm-hmm. because it is a very complex issue. Yeah. For me, I personally, personally would not have an abortion. But that's not to say that 
no one else can. Right, exactly. Right. And I feel like... But I'm also not pro-choice because of how I feel personally about it, you know? I feel like it also boils down to, like, like an analogy that I really feel like it's easier to, like, kind of wrap your brain around is, like, organ donation. Right. Like, you're, if you're brain dead, no one can force you to give your organs. Like, right. you have to have pre-mortem consent to that. Exactly. So why the hell would anyone think that it's acceptable to make someone donate their organs and their entire body to feed another life? You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a very large contrast there, and I think that it may potentially be a different story if, like, the people that claim that they're pro-life actually gave a shit about people once they're alive. Right. But they don't. So that kind of contrast makes me lean so heavily towards being pro-abortion flat out, no questions asked. That's your business, not mine. That, like, it's more so to outweigh the the imbalance. Like, I'm, I think I feel like I'm more pro-choice than pro-life or pro-abortion. Just because it goes, like, case by case. Yeah. I can't dictate what you're going through also either, you know? Mm-hmm. So... But I like, but that's like one issue that I don't think no one will ever come together. To. Yeah. No. But I also think that the government interfering in that personal choice should be completely taken out. This is an awful precedent. I mean, that's why we we're supposed to have like a separate of church and government, you which know? we don't. Which anymore. we don't anymore. Which is wild to me. And like, I went to a private Christian school growing up, like my entire yeah. life. So I, it was very like, yes, there is a separation of church and state, but this country was founded on Christian ideals. And like growing up to be an adult and realizing that it was all a crock of shit is wild to me because it's absolutely insane. Like I don't remember the exact specifics right now for drinks in, but there was a recent ruling in Maine that was something to do with prayer in schools. And it is a complete rejection of church and state separation. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah of course. And if everyone's like, fine. If you're going to, like, a specifically Christian right. or, like, a religious A private. School, yep. Totally fine. No, but that but ruling in Maine public, was public. If it's a public school, it's completely It was something private. about public funding going to Christian no. institutions. And no. that's not acceptable. No. At all. I mean, that's the whole basis. Right. And, like, the contrast of if it was public funding going to a Muslim institution. Right. Everyone in this country would be in an uproar. Oh, yeah. And that's disgusting. Exactly. I hate it. Yeah. We got way off topic. I know, very off topic. But. Anyway. Moral of the story, homegirl deserved to be fired. Yes. And I don't think she deserves any money. I mean, the thing is, it's like your personal beliefs should not come into your work. You don't get to harass your union president because you're salty about your religion. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. I mean, uh, you know, like, whatever my religion is, I'm not going to bring it on to you. Right. Because that's my personal choice. And I'm There's a line work. of professionalism exactly. that should not be crossed now, like that. This is sidetracking. Do you think that, kind of going back to what we were talking in the last episode about newer flight attendants and you know being getting offended about every single little thing do you think that they would make it a corporate america well i am 
by and large anti-corporate America. No, I know. So like, but like, I'm not a fan of that. And but the thing is, it's like if you were in corporate America, if you worked in an office, right? Mm-hmm. You would be a professional, right? Right. I think that this think country's I- view of professionalism is wildly skewed. Yes. So I think that also, as a woman, in that hypothetical scenario, it plays out completely differently. But the thing is, it's like, for me, because I've been in corporate America mm-hmm. before. For me, I think that you would make it in corporate America because of your professionalism. Well, thank you. But these new flight attendants that we've been getting would definitely not make it because they've never been in a structured environment where they yeah. had to follow policies and rules. And they had to follow, like, a structure. I think that there is a difference between participating in corporate America mm-hmm. and whatever and being offended by every little thing. Like, I feel like saying the newbies being offended by everything is kind of sounding like calling them snowflakes or whatever and, like, just so easily offended. But the- and I think there's a difference between not being able to take professional feedback or criticism and standing up for what you think is socially or morally just does that make sense so like if it's a like a sexual harassment thing or that kind of thing that's that's completely different like right i'm not talking about being harassed from like your superiors or anything like that i'm just saying like if i went into an office job, mm-hmm. regardless of what it was, whether it was in corporate America or just, like, a hotel or anything like that, I would not be able to talk back to my superiors the way that the new flight attendants are talking to us. I think that's completely fair. And I think that it's important to distinguish, like, the topic. Right. Of, like, like what they're talking back about. Like, I'm not, but, and I'm purely coming at this from like my perspective of being in the industry for 14 years because you this is your first airline mm-hmm. right so you've only been in the airline mm-hmm. industry for four years almost yep four so, and a half four or almost five yeah so like you understand like it's not the same as it was like when you came no. up you know, things is like you probably and i don't think we've ever gotten into this like you've had your job at your other you know your, your bridal shop mm-hmm. i think that's fine. Okay. Yeah, it's like, at the bridal shop and stuff. Like you've dealt with customer service before. Absolutely. So like you have that training behind you. Yes. Whereas I think like a lot of our new flight attendants are either coming straight from college mm-hmm. or have never had a job. Yep. Or they were from the generation of like you get a trophy and you get a trophy and you get a trophy. Yeah. And I I just, like, I'm not disagreeing with you. I just think that it's important to make the distinction between them getting offended so easily over everything versus standing up for something that oh, no, you're no. morally opposed to. Oh, no. So yeah, it's, like, I will, like I experiential will, versus I will 100%, moral. I will 100% back a flight attendant who has a valid reason to feel the way that they feel versus... Someone who just thinks they're right. Right. 
Yeah. Where I'm just like, hey. So I just wanted to make that distinction. Right, yeah, no, that no, like, yeah. no, no. I just meant like in corporate America, yeah. it's like following policies and procedures. Yeah. And on that same token, if the policy or procedure is not okay, right. I'm not opposed to right. you saying fuck that. Right. Um, like I'm not, like definitely do not. It all falls also down to the, the level of professionalism from this from the senior flight attendant as well. Yeah. Because it not just it doesn't just fall from the from the junior flight attendant, it also falls from the senior <laughs> from the it doesn't just fall from the junior flight attendant, it also falls from the senior flight attendant. Right. Where, you know, if they've been in this industry for far too long, where they just like are set in their ways. Exactly. Yeah. I think there's a balance for because sure. As I've said before, we get complacent in our jobs. Mm-hmm. We all do, regardless of what we do. Yeah. And it's not always a bad thing when somebody fresh comes along and reminds us of what we should be doing. Right. As long as it doesn't affect, especially for our industry, the safety of the aircraft. Right, which is the primary reason why we're here. Baseline. Word. Anyway, that's it. That's all we got. We went off on a tangent again. <laughs> Shocking. Truly. <laughs> all right. So that's it. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram. And I can't promise because I can't. <laughs> I'm just like not a social media person. That's fine. But follow us on Instagram at um, the Flight Attendant Podcast. On Twitter at Stay Safe, Fly Safe. You can email us your fun stories at theflightattendantpodcast at gmail.com. We also have the website, which I have not updated in a while. <laughs> so I apologize. But I do but have... But it's there. <laughs> no, no. And I do have a couple of t-shirt ideas that will come up there. We love a t-shirt. Yes. And um, you can listen to us on Amazon, on Apple Podcasts. Spotify. Spotify, yes. Uh, on Google Podcasts. All of the above. Um, Stay safe, fly safe, be a good human.